Instead of a praise tabernacle welcome, I would prefer that you give me some praise tabernacle prayer. Because I know that you all pray. You know how to get in touch with the Lord. And he is faithful to hear and answer prayer. And God has a way of getting us out of our comfort zone. And this is, I am totally out of my comfort zone. And I am totally relying on him. So, you know, I just pray that God will use this word to encourage you and that it will help us to grow in him. But before I even start, I need to pray. So the, we, as we were singing the song and it says, uh, take it to the Lord in prayer, I need to pray because I need God to fill me. And I'm, I'm praying for the message, but this is kind of personal prayer, so just bear with me. Lord, I just thank you for this day, God. I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for this house of worship, oh, Lord. And, Father God, as I come forth to share your word, oh, Lord, I pray that you will take the cold from the altar and touch my tongue, oh, Lord. I yield myself to you. Have your way in and through me, oh, Lord. Don't let them hear me, oh, Lord, but let them send your spirit ministering through me, oh, Lord. I ask, oh, God, that you just have your way. I humble myself before you, oh, God. I yield myself, oh, God, and I pray, oh, God, that you would be glorified in all that's said and done. I need you, Lord. I confess that I cannot do this in and of myself, oh, God, and I ask you to just fill me and anoint me, oh, God, and just let your word go forth with boldness and clarity in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Does everybody have a bulletin? Look at the front of your bulletin. It's not a test. Just look at the front of your bulletin. And the question is, what's on the front of the bulletin? Anybody can just speak out and say what it is. Making Christ known. Praise Tabernacle, Making Christ Known. Making Christ Known is kind of our logo. And the words praise tabernacle appear, and then there's a circle. And in the circle, there's people lifting up hands, praising God. And that's what God has called us to do, to praise him, to lift him up, and to make him known. And so I want to encourage you that we need to do all that we can to make Christ known. This isn't just for the church. The church is built up of people. And we are the people in the church, so we're the ones that need to make Christ known. It's our responsibility to make Christ known, and I'll share a couple ways that we can make him known. But it's the commission. The last thing that Jesus asked the disciples to do before he ascended into heaven was to go out and share the gospel. This is what's telling us making Christ known. We need to go out and share the gospel. We need to go out and let people know who Jesus is. That is our job as believers. So as I begin, um, there's a song. God often ministers through me, to me, through various songs. And there's this one song called Thrive, and it's by Casting Crowns. And the words to this song is so powerful in that it speaks about making Christ known. If you haven't heard it, Google it or YouTube it or whatever. But listen to this song. I'm not going to read all of the lyrics. I'm just going to read uh, the first verse. But um, this, is, this is how it starts off. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died, like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through. God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire, 
and the desire is just to know you and to make you known. And every time I hear that song, it kind of pricks my spirit. What am I doing to make God known? Just to know you and to make you known. That's, that's our mantra. That's what we have to do. And so I'm praying that God will search our hearts and help us to see what we can do to make him further known. Because we know him. But are we sharing that with others? So it's like, God, help us to know you even better. Because we won't know him as well as we can until we meet Jesus face to face. But as we continue to grow in him and know him, let's share what we know with other people. Let's make him known to other people. It's a lost and dying world out here. You know, and there's so many that don't know Christ. There's so many that may never step foot through a church door. There's so many that may never read a Bible. So it's us that has to make Christ known. So our lives need to be reflective of that, reflective of how Christ would live. Now, there's a couple of points that I want to share, and the first being that in order to make Christ known, you have to know him as Savior. So that's the first step. And I, I realize that, you know, it's saints filling the church, but as we share messages, sometimes we need to be reminded and if there's something being said that I already know, I look at it as a tool that God can use for me to minister to somebody else. We know this, but what about baby Christians coming up? They may not. So share this with them. You know, God saves us so that we can reach out and help others. But before we can make God known, we have to know him for ourselves. So that's the first thing. We need to be saved. And sometimes when we're saved, we confess of our sins, we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, and we're born again. And that's the key. That's a lovely thing. But that's just the beginning. You know, you're saved. Now, what do you do with it? We have to go beyond that point, and we have to grow in God. And so making God known, the next step is we have to get to know him. Who is he? You know, we read about him, but do you really know him? And if you turn to 1 John 2, verses 3 and 6, the Bible is, is going to tell us how we know if we know him. So 1 John 2, 1 John chapter 2. Okay. Now, in my Bible, it's on page 1899. Page 1899, 1 John 2, verses 3 through 6, and it reads, We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, Love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. So if we know him, we should live as Jesus lived. You know, that, that, that's, that's a way of demonstrating that we know him, we know his character. 
Julian shared last week about the fruits of the spirit and it being evident and, and how people see you. Well, people need to see the fruits in the spirit in our life. That's one of the ways that they know that we know God. They see something different in us because we want to emulate Jesus and the life that he had. Another thing that Jesus did was he, he emulated his father. He did what was pleasing to God. So it wasn't about what he wanted to do. It was what God wanted for him. And we know that he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Now, that's a, that takes a lot of obedience to die on the cross. I don't know if I could have done that. That's why Jesus is Jesus and I'm Candace. But, you know, it, it takes a lot of obedience to go against what you really want to do and do what God says you should do. You know, it, it, it's, it's very challenging, but as we grow in God and as we trust him, he gives us the ability to do that. And the way we get to know God is through his word. We need to read his word, and we need to pray and ask God to make that word real to us so that we can apply it in our lives. Some people know the scripture, but they don't apply it. They don't live it. I know I have a friend who knows a professor who has a, a degree in theology, and he's not saved. He doesn't believe in Jesus as his personal savior. So I'm like, how can you go to school, get a degree in theology, and don't know God? So, you know, it's not about head knowledge. You have to know him in your heart. You know, and it's, it's, it's so important that as we read, we ask God, to make his word real to us so that we can just live it. When I first became a Christian, um, this is a true story, I only knew one scripture, and that was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean out on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. That was the only scripture I knew. So whenever I was in trouble, I said, Lord, your word said if I trust in you and don't try to figure it out, that you would direct my path. I need you to direct my path. God honored that. Even in my stupidity and my unwillingness to learn more scriptures, he honored that and he answered his prayer. He answered that prayer. When you pray his word, God is faithful and just. So we need to know his word so that we can live it. Saying that to say that that was the only scripture that I knew, but I lived it. I practiced it because I knew that that scripture worked. When I tell somebody God will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him, that's because I've been through some trials. That's because I had to cry and I felt like I was in turmoil, but I knew that when I called out to the Lord and I asked him to give me his peace, I knew that he would. So we have to know the word. We have to get it in us so that we can apply it when the time comes. Oftentimes we worry about stuff unnecessarily. I worried about how I was going to do this today. Crying and God, oh, I'm not worthy and I can't do this and yada, yada, yada. But when God calls you to do something, he will equip you to do it. I'm not the best. I'm not trying to be a pastor. I'm not a great or orator. But I'm a vessel. And so when God gives you an assignment, he'll give you the ability to do it. And I know I've said that a few times, so evidently you must need to hear that I must need to hear. Maybe me. But God will give you what you need to do it. Worrying doesn't change anything. We worry about things that don't even happen. You know, we're fearful about things. Fear is false evidence appearing real. We get so fretful. I wonder if this will happen. I want, and and that nothing becomes of it. The Bible tells us not to worry. So we need not worry about different things. 
just trust God. And so we need to learn to be more like Jesus, and we need to take on his characteristics because when we know him, we can make him known. And just like Jesus desired to do the will of the Father, we too need to uh, desire to do the will of the Father. And if you turn to Romans 12, Romans 12, which is a few pages back, on page 1761. Everybody have 1761? Romans 12, page 1761. Verses 1 and 2. Now, this, this is how God can begin to work in us. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. When we begin to transform our minds with the word of God, it gets rid of all of the stinking thinking. It gets rid of the fear. It gets rid of the doubt. It gets rid of the, I can't do that. It gets rid of always been this way. This is just the way I am. Because we're basing it on our carnal nature, the way we used to be. And we're not relying on God to do the work for us. And when we come to accept Christ as our personal Savior, we know that the Holy Spirit comes to indwell in our hearts. And so he enables us to, uh, to live a life that's worthy and pleasing of God. But there's also an infilling of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts uh, 1, if you want to turn there real quick, Acts 1, verse 8. And we all know this scripture because we've, we've heard it before. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. We need the power of God to be effective witnesses for him. In and of ourselves, we cannot do it. But we need to, once we're, we have the power of God, there's nothing impossible for us. You know, we, we won't have that doubt. We won't have that fear. We won't worry about stuff because God will enable us to overcome that. And so as he prepares us with his Holy Spirit, we grow in him, our minds are being transformed because we're reading his word and the power of the Holy Spirit is making that word real to our hearts. Not in our heads, but in our hearts. And as we renew our minds, we become more and more like Christ. And as we become like more like him, then we can reach out and make him known. And it doesn't matter where you are in your Christian walk, whether you just gave your life to the Lord yesterday or if it was five years ago, 10, 50 years ago. God can use you. We just have to yield ourselves and be the vessel to help make God known. Because for the new convert, everybody should have this, but for the new convert, if they don't say nothing but, you know what, 
I was involved in drugs and I was in the gangs and, you know, I was beating people up. And, I, you know, I heard this message about salvation and how Jesus loves me and he'll forgive me for my sins and he could turn my life around. And guess what? I gave my life to him. I, I don't even feel the same. You know, so it's, it's just that testimony of what God can do in your life. And that's the first thing that I want to share for all of us with respect to making Christ known. Some of the steps that we can take to make Christ known. Years ago, there was a group that went out on the streets, and they would witness to people. Here from Praise Tabernacle. And they would witness to people, and uh, they would pass out their testimonies, and then they would share the gospel with them. Now, one of the good things about this is that you had your testimony in like a one-paragraph sentence. And I brought mass so I could read it. And the, I, I want to share this because as a believer, we have many testimonies. One testimony, the first is your salvation experience, what God did to save you. So you've got that. So that that's automatically gives you something to help make Christ known. God saved me from my sin. But then there's other testimonies, the trials that you go through, the tests that you go through, the things that God had brought you through, the things that God had gotten you out of, the provisions that God had made, the miracles, the healings, and it go, this building that we're in to pay cash for it. This is a testimony of what God has done. And so when you have testimonies, you can use those to go out to share with other people. But if you haven't experienced nothing, you don't have nothing to share. You know, God healed me. And when somebody is sick, well, you know what? God healed me. He can heal you too. But the first thing we all need to do is have a testimony. And uh, a te uh, write a brief pair. And I'm just challenging you to write your testimony in a pair, one paragraph form. Because sometimes when God provides the opportunity for us to witness to somebody and share with them, it's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I should say. Should I say this and should I say that? If you already have, you can say, well, let's read this and let's talk. So I'm going to make this quick so I won't. I won't be up here forever. My name is Candace. I grew up in the Robert Taylor Housing Projects on the south side of Chicago. Because I went to a Catholic school, I was raised a Catholic, but after eighth grade, had nothing to do with God. I lived to please myself. By my mid-20s, I had a great career, was making good money and enjoying life, yet felt empty on the inside. I tried filling the emptiness with people, places, things, and everything the world had to offer, and I mean everything. I wasn't always saved, and if it was out there, I did it. Thank you, God, for deliverance. Um, when, when nothing seemed to work, I began visiting churches. Something kept me desiring to find the right church. The one, the one Sunday, God spoke to my heart in such a loving way that I knew it was Jesus who I needed, not the right church. I repented and asked God to forgive me of my sins and to come live in my heart immediately the emptiness void I had been feeling was gone. God flooded my soul with this love and peace and continues to transform me from the inside out. When I look back over my life, I now realize I was looking for love in all the wrong places, but God's love and protection was with me even then. When we're in the world, we do some crazy stuff. And I, I know I did, but I know that God's hand of protection was upon me. So I can share with people, I want to make God known by telling you of his deliverance, delivering power, how he can deliver you from situations. It doesn't matter if you're in school or you're working, you're at the grocery store, you're walking down the street or whatever. There's people out there that need to hear about the hope that God can bring them. 
there are a lot of hurting people in this world. And God chooses to use us to minister to them. Jesus did his ministry, and he went back up to the Father. So he left us, the Great Commission. Therefore, go out and make disciples. That's us. He wasn't talking to Jesus. He was talking to us. And so I want to challenge you, you know, to pray. God, help me to know you more so that I can make you known. I can go out. I can be a witness. Something that the church does is when we do the community outreaches, that's an excellent way to make God known. You know, but what are you doing in your neighborhoods? Does your neighborhood have a block party or something like that? You know, sometimes we as Christians, we don't want to get involved with the worldly secular stuff. Oh, but they're going to be playing the crazy music and dancing and all of that. They need Jesus. If none of the lights are going to go out and shine in the world of darkness, how is the darkness going to be made light? We're hiding what God has called us to do. That's not to say that we got to get out there and drink and be all vulgar with them. Let your light shine. Make Christ known. Let his love flow through you. A lot of times people drink to mask the pain to, 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 so that you know, they can mask the hurt that they're going through. As you grow in God, he will give you discernment. And sometimes you just say, you know what, I feel like it's something wrong over there. That's the Holy Spirit prompting you to just kind of say, you know, ask somebody, are you okay? You know, you seem like you're a little down or whatever. God, that's how God speaks to us so that he can use us to speak to other people. But you got to be out there to let your light shine. So we make Christ known through, through service, through going out and doing things for other people. So we want a testimony. You know, even if it's just for you and you don't type it up and pass it out to other people, just so when the opportunity comes, you'll, you'll have it. And, you, you know, they say, because somebody, trust me, somebody will ask you, so how did you get saved? What happened to you? I don't want to start telling them about when I was 15, I started smoking pot, and then I graduated to this. and I gra It would take me five hours to tell them everything that I had done in my life before God saved me. They need to know I was jacked up, and I, I realized in my heart that something was missing, and Jesus saved me, and he delivered me from all of that stuff that I used to do. Did, he, did I change overnight? Not necessarily. You know, I struggle with some things, but it's a process. We're going to be in the process until we go to meet Jesus. You know, that's, that's just going to be. So get, get your testimony together, your salvation testimony. Because like I said, you have many others. There's people sitting here that's been healed. People sitting here that's been delivered from stuff. People sitting here where God has provided when there was no way. You know, so we have many testimonies. So let's use them to help make Christ known. So that's one of the ways that God can use us to help make Christ known is through um, our testimonies. We have to service others. God has given us gifts. Everybody has a gift. Everybody has abilities to do different things. He has called us to serve. And when we, Jesus served, remember at the Last Supper where he took the towel and, and washed the disciples' feet? He served. So how come we can't serve? We're called to serve too. He's given us abilities to do different things. Some people teach. Some people preach. Some people are encouragers. Some people are helpers. You know, so whatever it is that God has called you to do, do it to the best of your ability. 
When he puts places something on your heart to do, he'll give you the ability to do it. We got to stop saying somebody else will do it. Somebody else may not do it. Then what? You know, when, when he speaks to you, you're that somebody. There's another song. Sorry. There's another song, and that song is called, uh, let me see, Do Something. And this is by uh, Matthew West. And it's about letting somebody else do something. I'm going to read a couple of the verses from this, too, because it makes you think about things. I woke up this morning, saw a wonderful, saw a world full of trouble. Thought, how, we ever gonna, how did we ever get so far down? How it's ever going to turn around? So I turned my eyes to heaven, and I thought, God, why don't you do something? Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of people living in poverty, children sold into slavery, the thought disgusted me. So I shook my fist at heaven and said, God, why don't you do something? You know what God said? I did. I created you. He creates us to go forth and do his work. So we are the servants that are to serve a lost and dying world. And it's up to us to go forth and uh, to meet those needs. You know, there's ministries in the church. And that's good. You know, we only meet twice a week. What about the rest of the week? You know, how, how are you serving people then? If you have the gift of encouragement, then encourage people. Pick up the phone. You see somebody in church and they don't look like they look like they may be going through something, call them. Hey, you know, I just wanted to check in on you. You okay? You know, anything I can pray for you about? And not to ask to pray so you can find out their business. You know, but just genuinely to, to find out you know, to pray for them, to encourage them. That's something else that's key, prayer. Prayer is a wonderful way to make Christ known. I don't know about you, but if you have family members that's unbelievers, do they call you when they're in trouble and ask you to pray for them? That's the first thing they do. I may not hear from them for months, but then they're going through some, Auntie Candy, could you pray for me? Prayer works. And they know their prayer works. And that's making God known. We're letting them know that, yes, us praying, but they know that God answers prayer. So we're making God known through them knowing that they can call on us to pray for them. So they know it's not us when the need gets met. They know that God answered that prayer. So we're showing them that God answers prayer. We're showing them that God is a God who answers prayer when you call out to him. So we need to pray for one another. That, that's something that we can, we can always do. That's another way to make God known is through prayer. As we read his word and we grow in him, then we can speak his word and we can share his word. We're encouraged to know the word so that we can be prepared in season and out to give hope to people that need hope. You can't give what you don't have. If you don't read the word and you don't know it, you can't give it to nobody. That's just like if somebody came up and asked you for $5 and you don't have any money. You can't give, a, you can't give it to them because you don't have it. But if you got a pocket full of money and somebody comes up and asks you for a few bucks, you know, then you'll be able to help them. So the whole premise is you can't give what you don't have. So we need to get the word in us so that we will be able to share that word because there is power in the word. It's not us. And that's the thing we have to remember is that as we serve the Lord, it's not about us. 
It's all about him. And when we keep that as the first thought in our mind, is that it's not about me, but it's about God and God ministering through me, it makes it a little easier to do. Me standing up here today is a prime example. This is not about me. I'm a vessel. We are vessels that God uses to bless other people. We are the vessels that God wants to use to make, make himself known in a lost, dying, and hurting world. We are the vessels that God wants to use to make himself known to each other. You know, we meet twice a week. Sometimes we need encouragement more than that. So we have to reach out and be there for each other. So God has called us to serve, you know, be it um, sharing your testimony, sharing the gospel, praying for someone, speaking his word. And, and something that's key is our lives should exemplify the character of Christ. You know, as we get to know him, the fruits of the spirit should start to become evident in our life. You know, as you spend time with people, you become more like them. As we spend time with God, we should start to become like him. When Moses went up on the mountain and he met with the Lord, when he came back, his hair was all gray and white. Why? Because he had been in the presence of God. So there was something different about him, and his aura had changed. When we spend time in the presence of God, our aura should change too. You know, we should be more like him. And I think about how, you know, people have kids or, and they say, oh, you just like your mother. You laugh just like your mother. Oh, he's so funny. He walks just like his father. Look at their mannerisms. They just like their mother. Well, who are we just like our father? Do we have his DNA? Are we being kind and compassionate and gentle and have self-control? Are we being, you know, that needs to be evident in our life. So I'm just piggybacking off of what um, Julian said last week. The fruits are the spirit. Something needs to be apparent. Are we forgiving? Are we patient? So these things need to be shown in our lives. We need to exemplify the character of Christ. That helps to make Christ known. Because as I said before, we are the only Christians that some people may see. And whether you know it or not, the moment you say you're a Christian, your life is under magnifying glass. You either going to bring God glory or you're going to turn people away from wanting to know God. Because it's like, well, if that's what it means to be a Christian, I don't want to be like that. We got these bumper stickers all over our cars with the fish and praise Jesus and honk if you love Jesus and all of that. And somebody cut in front of you and you flip them the bird. What kind of testimony is that? You know, that, that's not making Christ known. That's the flesh. So we have to be careful of that. And then you got the T-shirts and the big crosses and, you know, carrying the big Bibles and all of that. But then your conduct doesn't line up with what it means to be a Christian. So we have to be very careful because there may be times that you'll have on a T-shirt with a Christian logo on it or something. And somebody may come up and talk to you because they say, well, they must be a Christian because they know the Lord. You know, and they'll come up and they'll start talking to you, and you'll be able to witness to them. So we have to make sure that our lives are lining up with, with the word, that our, our character is lining up with, with Christ. Because as I said before, um, we need to live our lives the way Christ did. Well, I didn't say that. That's what the scripture said. 
in John, it said, uh, in 1 John, it said, if you want to, uh, if you know him, then you'll live as Jesus did. So if we say that we know him, we need to live as Jesus did. In and of ourselves, we can't. That's why it's a constant prayer. You know, and it's nothing wrong with praying the same prayer over and over because I have to. God, make me more like you. I fall short a lot of times, but God, make me more like you. If that's your heart's cry, God will answer. I, I mean, we want to know him, and we want to make him known. The words to that song is just wonderful as far as I'm concerned because it, it speaks volumes to where our heart is and what our desire should be is to just know him and to have him grow in our lives so that we can share, share Christ with others with respect to making him known. Some other things that we can do to make God known is um, living a life that glorifies God. And that kind of just goes along with what I was saying before, is our lives have to glorify God. It's not just about in the church. It's when you at home, in the laundry, at the laundromat, at school, in the grocery store, at Walmart, wherever it is. That's when our lives need to glorify God. Are you running and cut in front of somebody so they won't get in line before you? You know, uh, and there's a program that, called, that comes on called What Would You Do? And I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. But they present these bizarre situations to see how people will react, you know. And sometimes I wonder if God is saying, what are you doing with what you know? Because we see people doing crazy wrong stuff, and we just sit there and don't open our mouths and don't say anything. And I'm not saying that we're to step up and get involved in everybody's business and get a beat down. But sometimes when you know things are totally wrong, you have to have, you have to be the voice of God. He has called us to take a stand for righteousness. And sometimes we have to take a stand and speak up when we see injustices happening. Um, that's who God called us to be. We need to make Christ known in that way. Um, another way we can make, make Christ known is loving others the way that Christ loved us. God loves us unconditionally. It's easy to love the people that we know. It's easy to love the people that say they love us back. It's easy to love the people that never do anything to rub us the wrong way. But what about when they rub you the wrong way? Are you still going to love them? Pastor Impactly used to always say, if you can't love them as your friend, love them as your enemy. But we need to learn to love the way Christ loved unconditionally, we put um, parameters on things. Well, if they do this, then I'll love them. If they, you know, if, if they come in this way, I'll love them. We have to love people into the kingdom because a lot of people that's out in the world, they, not, they unchurched, and they don't know anything about God, so we have to love them right where they are. You know, if, and j I'll just use this as an example since that's the first thing that came to mind. If, if a gang member came in here, He's not going to be in here all preachy, preachy, praising God or whatever. He may have his pants hanging down to here and tattoos all over and piercings everywhere. You got to love that brother. You know, it's up to us to come alongside him and love him. Just like we greet and hug everybody, we hug everybody else when we greet. We have to hug him and pour out God's love upon him and let him know that he's welcome in this place. Let them know that God loves him, that God has a purpose for your life. So we have to love people 
where they are. Because the first time we meet people, we may not have the opportunity to share the gospel with them. You have to build a relationship first, and that requires love. And it's a conscious effort, and it's something that you do. And so we have to love the way Christ loved. And sometimes that's in spite of how you feel. And that can be very challenging because I had a very difficult, well, it wasn't really difficult, but something happened to me yesterday, and I was really, really angry with somebody. And uh, I wanted to say something to really explain how I was feeling to the person. And, uh, and so after they had just made me so angry, then they said, so how are you feeling? What are you going to do this afternoon? And I'm saying to myself, I, well, I can't say what I really want to say because I want to say, well, after you don't waste half my day, and besides the fact that, you know, I really want to tell you about yourself what you did, you know, I was like, I can't do that. And I'm, and I'm having this conversation in my head, so I'm like, I'm going to love you in spite of the fact that I am really, really want to tell you something right now. You know, but that's, that's the love of God. That wasn't me. 20 years ago before I gave my life to the Lord, I would have told her what I was really thinking, you know, and, uh, and it, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. But as we grow in God, he tempers that. You know, we become more like him and less like us. And he gives us the ability to close our mouths to some things. And he enables us to love the unlovely, even when they make us angry. You know, it's like two wrongs don't make a right. But God loved us when we were in our sin. He loved us when we were in our mess. So we have to love other people when they're in their mess. Because, again, we're called to make Christ known. How are you going to make him known, you know, if you're not out there loving the unlovely? I remember one time we, we well, I won't even go there. But one of the community days, and, I mean, sometimes we get some weird, strange people coming up, and they say and do strange kind of things, and um, it happens. So what are you going to do? Are you going to go off or are you going to make Christ known? Still give them that bottle of ice cold water. Uh, give them that bottle of watermelon after they done cussed you out down the street, tell you they don't want nothing about Jesus. What are you going to do? And I'll never forget. Sorry, Bobby. We, he was grilling hot dogs, and I was taking pictures. And before I knew it, this man ran up on me. Community hot day, day. We making Christ known. This man ran up on me. Hey, you taking my picture? You didn't ask me could you take my picture. That's against the law. And he just, he, I mean, he really went off on me. And when I turned around, Bobby was standing by me so fast, I didn't even see him leave the grill. And he just stood there. And, you know, and so that was my opportunity. I could have said something crazy, too but I didn't. I said, you know what? I apologize. I didn't realize. Here, let me, let me, I'll delete it. Let me show you. I'll delete it. And so then pastor came over and, you know, he said, you know, that we didn't mean to take his picture without his permission and yada, yada, yada. And we deleted it. And I showed, and this man was still going off. You know, he, he still went off because he was kind of special, you know, but we loved him in spite of his mess. We loved, we still gave him a hot dog. We may even gave him two. <laughs> You know, we still gave him a hot dog and juice or whatever and chips. And uh, he went on about his business. You know, but see, it's stuff like that where people judge Christians. You see what I'm saying? If we had responded in a different kind of way, see, that's why I don't go to church. You know, I told her, she, and she was wrong. She knew she shouldn't have been taking my pictures. And da, da, da. And then did you hear what she said? 
That's how people do. You know, so when we make Christ known, we have to exemplify Christ's character. But remember, we can't do it in and of ourselves. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's why we pray that God will fill us with his Holy Spirit to empower us so that we can be effective witnesses to make Christ known. There's only a couple other things I'm going to share about making Christ known, and then I will pray. Um, so as, as we grow in God and we ask him to use us to make Christ known, we have to be willing vessels. Yes, we want to serve, and I had mentioned we wanted to serve, and how God will equip you to do what, he, what he's called you to do. But we have to have a willing heart. You know, are, are we willing to let God use us to make him known? You know, I think about some of the choruses that we sing, lead me, Lord, I'll follow. And uh, I'll say, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. When we sing, though, do we mean it? You know, because when we do, change could happen. And you could end up, you may, you may be up here the next time past to go out of town. You know, but you have to be willing. Whatever it is that God is calling you to do. Some, God may be birthing a ministry in somebody. Something to do for the church. You have to be willing to do it. He'll give you the ability. That's how the nursing home ministry started. And I shared this before. It was out of a burden that I had. You know, but God gives each, each gives people different burdens. Everybody doesn't have the same burden. So we're not, everybody's not going to go to the nursing home. That's not everybody's thing. You know, but whatever it is that God has placed on your heart for you to do, you know, be willing. You know, he's, he's placed it there, but then you're not doing anything with it. It's like you're just sitting on it. Don't sit on, on the gift that God has given you. Don't sit on your calling. Allow God to develop it so that you can make him known through serving others. Because that's key. You know, that we're a body, and it's, it's, everybody has a different ability, a different gift, hand, foot, finger, whatever. But you all work together to function as one. You know, if everybody's the head, then, you know, what, we can't walk because we don't have no feet. So, you know, everybody does something different. So be a part and do what it is that God has called you to do. And the last thing is being transparent. We need to let Christ shine through our lives. Sometimes, as believers, you know, we come in, and I'm guilty of this. I've done it many a time. And I pray that God would help us all not to pretend like everything is always okay. Because everything is not always okay. You know, we're, we're promised to have trials and tribulations. I'm not always happy, even though I say I'm always happy. I'm not transparent. And it's, when you come to the house of the Lord, that's the time when you really need to be transparent because you're with your brothers and sisters in Christ. They're the ones that can pray you through. They're the ones that can encourage you but you're too busy with a facade on, with the face smiling, yeah, I'm fine. And you're not. You're hurting on the inside. So I ask that, you know, just ask God. Well, maybe you don't feel that way. But for me, I ask God to help me be transparent. Because when I'm going through difficult times, I need the prayers of the saints. Sometimes I need a hug. You all know that I hug everybody. Those hugs last me through the week. You know, so I need those hugs sometimes to get me through difficult situations, you know. Um, so I, have, I, I try to be transparent 
you know, and I don't, I don't want to be all gloom and doom like the Peanuts character with the cloud over his head with the blanket, you know. <sighs> but, you know, when I'm having a bad day, I need to say that sometimes. You know what? I'm not in a good place. I need you to pray for me. You know, in, in, encourage me. Um, and it's not always about knowing what it is again, because God knows. You know, it's like I just need the saints to pray for me because I'm off. And you know when you're off. And if you say you don't, you're telling the fed man, you're in the Lord. You're in the house of the Lord, so you need to come up to the altar. But you know when you're off spiritually because things just aren't right. And you don't reply to situations the way you usually do. You know, you're short-tempered. And you go through different seasons. And I've gone through seasons of dryness, you know. And it's like I'm serving God. I love him. I want more of him, but it's just off. You know, it, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. But if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about, when your spirit's not just quite right. It's times like that that you need to ask for prayer. You know, so don't pretend like everything is okay. You know, you need to be transparent. I need God to, and if it's nothing but I need God to work in my life to refill me with this Holy Spirit to help me to get to where I need to be in him. That's enough. God hears and answers prayer. But don't be so everything's always okay because it's not. And if it is, then please share with me after this, this message what the secret is because I want to know what it is because my life hasn't been like that. Um, so we need to be transparent as believers. We don't want to complain all of the time and, you know, the, 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 the cat scratched the dog and then the dog bit his tail and then the cat jumped in the fish bowl and ate the fish not stuff like that you know but sometimes we when we're when we're having challenging times we just need to have a brother or sister come alongside us and just encourage us in the lord to give us a hug or an encouraging word and sometimes god will give you a word to say to somebody and you don't do it why I, I, well, maybe not. Maybe not y'all. But sometimes God has given me a word to say to somebody, and I don't do it. I'm just disobedient. If we want to live like Christ, we have to be obedient. So that's another prayer for me. I know y'all all obedient. So if it's any that's not, you know, then it's for you too. But it's for me. But, you know, we, we, we have to um, be transparent and, and have our brothers and sisters to come alongside us and encourage us. So let's try to um, just make Christ known. If we do our part, God will do the rest. In and of ourselves, we can't. But we can do all things through Christ. And that's why God has given us the Holy Spirit to enable us to go forth and to share the gospel with boldness and conviction. So I thank God for the opportunity to allow me to share and I just pray that, you know, as we grow in God, that we will make him known. Because that's the, that's the crux of this church, is to make Christ known. That's what God has called us to do. We need to let our light shine. And, you know, my prayer is that Jesus will be glorified in and through us in everything that we do, whether we're in church, whether we're on the playground and great America, or wherever it is that we find ourselves, that God will be glorified. And there will be something in our lives 
that others will see to say is something different about them and that we will take that opportunity to make God known to others that don't know him. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I pray, oh God, that you would just let it take root in hearts. Help us, oh Lord, to grow in you, oh Lord. Help us to be less of us and more of you, oh Lord. And as we grow in you, oh Lord, use us to make you known, oh God. Empower us with your Holy Spirit, oh God, so that we can go forth and be effective witnesses for you, oh Lord. Our lives are here, oh Lord, to draw others unto you. And if we say we know you, we're to live as Christ did, oh Lord. And that is to do the will of the Father and to make you known, oh Lord. Give us testimonies, oh God, that we can share of your goodness, oh God. Oh, Father God, I pray that you would just set us free from all fear, O oh Lord, from not being able to do things, and that you will just empower us to go forth and proclaim your gospel, O oh Lord. Oh, Jesus, I just ask that you would be glorified in and through our lives as we strive to know you more and to make you known. In Jesus' name.